Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Rip the truth! Just set you free! You can't handle the truth. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. That's not how the force works. Uh, oh, really, you're cold? I'm gonna make him an offer again. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Hasta la vista, baby. I don't have friends. I got family. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Hello, and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast and our special review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, please note this is going to be a full spoiler review. Um, so if you haven't watched the movie yet, hit the pause button, go away, watch the movie then come back as we discuss all the different plot points, the Easter eggs, post credit scenes, and potentially what it means for the future of this character and the MCU, um, uh, you know, in a wider sense. Uh, joining me on today's podcast, we have Lee, Neil, and Sasha. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. So I saw the film with uh, Lee and Sasha at uh, Cineworld, Cineworld IMAX. Um, Neil, you saw it at the same night, pretty much, I think, at the same time, but yeah. different location. Um, so, um, so yeah, I haven't, so I kind of know what Lee and Sasha's thoughts are and, but I don't know what your thoughts are. So I suppose we'll talk a little bit, a little bit about the basis of the film first. So obviously it's a sequel to, uh, Doctor Strange is part of the phase four of the MCU. Um, uh, Doctor Strange and, uh, Wanda are sort of like central points to this. And it's very much a case of, um, uh, American Chavez, uh, the movie kind of starts with a bang. So you get America Chavez uh, and a variant of Doctor Strange right at the beginning of the movie and leads straight into the action straight away. Uh, we find that American Chavez can um, jump uh, between multiverses and that someone's after her power. Doctor Strange is trying to protect her. And uh, again, spoilers, uh, the person trying to get that is uh, Wanda Maximoff. Uh, she, uh, Scarlet Witch, basically, she is very upset after WandaVision where she created a life for herself and her children. She wants to be a mother. She wants to be with her children. Um, so she's trying to find uh, another reality where she can do that. And the way she can get to those realities and move around is taking the powers of um, uh, America. So that's kind of the basis of the film. Uh, the trailer trying to did kind of give us a clue that Wanda was in it, and, but we thought maybe she might be aligning herself <clears throat> with Doctor Strange via the trailer. And they tried to make it look like the variants, I think, of Doctor Strange were the main villains. Um, but that is very much not the case. Wanda is the main villain of this movie. Um, no questions. And uh, so, yeah, that's the premise of the movie, basically. Um, so let's start off uh, with Neil. What was your overall feelings coming out of the movie? Uh, I think it's the... F I haven't been as excited leaving a Marvel mm -hmm. film as this probably since Avengers 1. Probably oh, wow. since watch, wow. leaving okay. the cinema after seeing the first Avengers movie and mm -hmm. that feeling of wow, I think I just saw the I think I just saw the pinnacle of like superhero cinema. I I Wow, I okay. left, I genuinely left and I was just like, <clears throat> wow, trying to just process and digest everything. I think this is, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this movie for, for me, for me, this movie is mm -hmm. 
this is Avengers Endgame of comic book nostalgia. Like Avengers okay, Endgame gotcha. was the nostalgia for the MCU. So if you'd been, if you'd mm-hmm. been, you know, you've been on the train riding since you know Iron Man one, since the post credits of you know, mm-hmm. oh, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. If you've been riding that wave mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. Avengers, since Iron Man one, mm-hmm. then you felt that when you watched Endgame because it was touching on mo- moments mm-hmm. that you'd seen in oh, did you hear it's from Avengers? Here's from, you know, Guardians mm-hmm. 1, and here's from Thor, mm-hmm. you know, The Dark World. So it was like a highlight reel for those who stuck with it. I feel like Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, to a degree, what this movie was that highlight reel for people who just been, you just been with comic books all this time? I got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, no, I like that. Okay, cool. Lee, what was your overriding feeling coming out? Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I think, um, well, what Neil said, really, I think I've just mentioned to you before we came on to the, onto the show, um, is that uh, this is new territory for me because I'm not really, mm-hmm. I've followed the comic books. I have, you know, since I've watched Iron Man 1 and watched all the MCU from the beginning and Endgame was the pinnacle. And now that's been and gone. It's like where 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 are they going next? So all these new characters are coming in, and I'm, I don't know, you know, where they've come from, their backstory, or where they're going. So this is new territory for me. So um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was, it was a good film. Um, I, def- yeah. I definitely need to see it again because yeah, obviously there was so mm-hmm. much going on, and I'm sure there's probably a few Easter eggs in there and all the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, no, it's good good storyline. Uh, the bits at the end, like the, the sort of, you know, where he um, goes into his uh, dead body, and that was awesome. I love that. And with all the demons, mm-hmm. that was just, yeah, that was mm-hmm. really good. Um, yeah, like all the cameos um, and the way, and that's the thing now, isn't it, with the multiverse, that you can kill off characters, bring them back from other universes, and, yeah, you can do whatever you like. So, yeah, it's really exciting to see where they're going to go with this. Yeah, no, absolutely. At least, I suppose you are sort of like the Marvel casual audience. You know, you're not going to get every single comic book reference. No. You'll get some things from some TV shows you watched, um, you know, some casual stuff, you know, from just, you know, social media and just some um, general plethora of like the comic world out there and stuff like that. Um, Sasha, what was your overriding thoughts coming out of the movie? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I do feel that you need to see WandaVision to really get what Wanda's going through with it. That's the only flaw I have with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because I came out going, this is an eight, but um, I'll reveal what I think it should be later. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only mm-hmm. thing that I, you know, didn't like about it. However, um, yeah, the movie, the movie was an enjoyable ride and I really felt it felt more than anything. I felt it felt like a Sam Raimi movie rather than an MCU movie. And yes. that's what I loved about it. Um, and I wish Bruce Campbell could have been in it more, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah. keep Bruce. Yeah. Keep Bruce um, in the MCU, yeah. No, I totally man. get that. Keep him in the MCU. Just have him pop in, especially in Spider-Man films. He, he, he still pop up. He could pop up yeah. in anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I, I suppose. I suppose from um, now that Marvel have, after Endgame, obviously Marvel very much a case of right. We've got this Disney Plus platform now. And we're going to be doing a lot of shows and these are all canon. So 
their, I suppose their program and their blueprint now isn't to make individual movies. It is very much a case of a continuous interwoven series of events and characters and stories, very much like their comics, um, where sometimes you do have to cross over and read other comics or cross over and see other shows to follow the full story. Um, I totally get where you're coming from with the one division because, um, I think when we first came out, some people said, oh, you don't really need to see WandaVision. But I was like, well, to really understand what Wanda's going through and the fact that she has these children, because obviously if you take off where Endgame mm. was, you know, she she tried to take down Thanos. She almost killed him. Didn't quite work. But then, you know, move on. Now all of a sudden she's this person and she's isolated herself and she's full of vengeance and she wants to be with her kids. You're like, kids, hang on. Whoa, what's mm. all this about? So without WandaVision, you won't get the gravitas of her situation and the switch will be too very extreme. However, saying that, our friend Amrita, who came with us to watch it on that night, she hasn't seen WandaVision and she said it didn't impact her. Um, however, you know, for me, I really got Wanda and I think I really enjoyed her performance and I understood it a lot more because of what I've seen. But so I think it can go either way. I think it depends on the audience and, you know, you know what they want to take away from it and stuff like that. But yeah, I think, you know, WandaVision. And for instance, obviously, I'd seen the What If series. They said What If is canon. And um, that's obviously played out in the movie. Not just for the fact that we have um, a Captain Carter uh, in there from the What If series. But as they're traveling through dimensions, they go through an animated yeah. version. So mm-hmm. Doctor Strange changes. So uh, that is another universe. And so that makes it, ca- you know, all that canon. So, but Sasha, you hadn't seen What If, had you? Well, and I felt you didn't felt that. that no, made I didn't. I felt the way they handled the What If stuff was done incredibly well, and how Marvel have handled their movies in the past. Mm-hmm. It's just the Wonder Vision situation that makes it a little bit different. Because the thing is, when you watch most of these movies, they're standalone mm-hmm. for the casual audience, so they can jump in and be like, "Oh, okay, there's a lot more I can watch from this world," and that's how movies should be. Um, so I don't believe that mm-hmm. you should get. A movie should be one entire film kind of thing, unless it's the crescendo to everything, like an endgame, mm-hmm. like a Return of the Jedi, um, mm-hmm. you, if, if you know what I mean, kind of thing. But, you know, no. uh, the, only, the only exception to that rule is yeah. probably the Lord of the Rings films because of the way the books were written and stuff and the way they did those off, they were just like, you're either mm-hmm. in or you're out. There's no, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's no, there's no in between there. Um, but which is why Fellowship was mm-hmm. my favorite out of all of them, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, if I was to give an honest review of the movie as a whole, I would have to pull that point for that entire reason with WandaVision. Aside from that, movies, movies dope. Okay. It's a fun ride. If you're a Marvel fan, cool. you're probably going to come out of it like, oh my God, I got all the bells and whistles out of that. And I'm not even a Doctor Strange fan. Okay, so you know what I mean, like, like I, mm-hmm. I hate Doctor Strange as a character <laughs> in the books. Um, whenever he'd show up in X Men or Spider Man, I'd be like, Jesus, the magical bastard. Okay, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Which is why, <laughs> which is why I love Tony Stark in Endgame because no, in um, Infinity War because Tony Stark re- re- resented my inner thoughts every time that guy would come into uh, come into a comic book because Tony Stark's like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's like, oh look magic ooh. and then he's like you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards <laughs> gold you know what i mean that's just gold but that that represented yeah. everything yeah. that i don't like about dr strange and everyone that's like into dr strange like sash don't know what he's talking about it's just not for me just not for me but 
saying that, saying that <laughs> this movie, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought, I thought it was a fun, fun ride. And, um, yeah, that's mm. it. If that's the worst thing I could come out okay. with about the Let's... movie, come on, man. Like, yeah, 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 mm. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's let's start let's start let's start breaking down a few little bits. So uh, America Chavez, obviously a new character, really came in with a bang. Like mm. we said at the beginning of the movie, it's her and a variant of Doctor Strange, and um, you know she's trying to escape this thing, which is trying to capture her. Uh, that kind of Doctor Strange almost turns on her in mm. a sense, not necessarily in a really evil way, but in a sense of mistrust. He's trying to take her mm. powers, um, and um, you know the performance by um, I think it's. Sh- uh, so she Gomez, I think that's how you pronounce it. Apologies or not. Um, I thought she was great in the movie. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing to come into the MCU like that, um, with that kind of character and, uh, be very much a joint lead for the movie. Um, I thought she did fantastically well. Um, your guys' thoughts on Chavez? Yeah, I thought she did great. Didn't, yeah. I think when you put it like that, under the circumstances, she did fantastic. Like under the circumstances mm. of being, you are into what? What are we? That what's this film? Twenty six, twenty seven, right? Mm-hmm. You are into you know we're we're in mm-hmm. the second decade stage of MCU, and mm-hmm. you know we like we we we're we're almost at film thirty. You know this is not a. You're not stepping into this when you know. Oh, this is film two. You know, all the fans know who you are, and anybody who doesn't, mm-hmm. well, you know, mm-hmm. they'll find out. No, this is like, yeah, you're in the deep end. You're in the starting eleven, basically. <laughs> <You know? clears throat> yeah, yeah. For that, I mean, I felt like she fit in perfectly. She didn't. She didn't feel out mm-hmm. of place in any kind of way, shape, or form. And I did like the fact when you say she's a joint lead, she was because I did like the fact that she had moments where she was guiding Doctor Strange. Like, you know, yeah, like his yeah. name, let's face it, is his name on the marquee. But she's like, no, 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 this is how we operate. And I did, I did like that, you know, yeah. it was like she showed that she could hold her own, even alongside someone as, as you know, quite large mm-hmm. as Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I did like, I did enjoy the dynamic between her and Doctor Strange. But it did ring quite similar between him and Peter Parker, sort of this younger person he's having to take under the wing. Um, And so I hope in future movies we can move away from that a little bit because we've seen two movies kind of back to back where he is, you know, he has that kind of personality about it. But I suppose in a way, maybe that he's kind of being the Tony Stark kind of character, you know, in terms of, you know, bringing people under his umbrella and kind of guiding him through stuff. So, you know, maybe that is something that we'll see more of uh, with him rather than less. It might Um, have been because of the. um, um, because of the way that he was with Spider-Man was why he was different mm-hmm. to the other, uh, the other Doctor Strange, you know? Yeah, true. And, and I suppose now that he, he doesn't remember Peter Parker now, yeah. does he? So he doesn't, he doesn't have that relationship there anymore. So he's now got this person he's taking under his wing and he doesn't even remember who Peter Parker is, oh, no, you know, point. Spider-Man, because obviously <laughs> they've referenced point. it. They've referenced Spider-Man in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with the spider powers and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we don't, we don't touch on that. So, um, and then obviously Wong, you know, you know, good presence in this movie. Um, you know, he does what he does, which he hasn't done in all the previous movies. And obviously then we switch over to Wanda and Doctor Strange goes to see her because he believes that she can help. Um, he's gaining the trust of America Chavez and the switch comes quite early. It was, um, I didn't expect it to come that quickly. So she's very much a case of, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't say because he says, you know, you got to help me with this kid, and she says, well, America Chavez, and he's like, I didn't, you didn't say her name, did you? Mm-hmm. No. Can we just? And then we find out she's. Can the we one. have a moment to appreciate? When she that that revelation, when she just you know like mm-hmm. lets the red just roll around, and you see that it's this field of of beautiful apple trees, is just this mm-hmm. desolate land, felt of death. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that was a moment where I was like, ooh, we in good hands, <laughs> we mm-hmm. in good hands. Mm-hmm. This film is gonna be dope. It's like it's, she did it without sweat, you know. And it's just like you know, we thought we knew her powers after One Division, but it's like we have we have no idea. She's just getting stronger and stronger because now she's Scarlet Witch, right? So she's gone through that transformation now, and now she's Scarlet Witch, and um, she's like lays down the gauntlet to uh, Doctor Strange, saying, "Yeah, I, I want her. Give her up, or you're all going to die, basically." <laughs> and uh, you know, then she has her attack on um, oh, what's it called? Um, Robert Touch, yeah, exactly. So then, you know, we have that attack, you know, big set piece. Um, but this is where really a lot of the Sam Raimi stuff comes in, where she's trying to penetrate the fortress and you get a lot of the horror elements, doors closing, hand shock surprises. I absolutely loved that. I thought, mm-hmm. that, was, I thought that was brilliant. And uh, then we got sort of this dream jumping introduced where she can jump into another person's body. Um, and she, she just, uh, so obviously America Chavez and, Doctor Strange starts falling through the uh, the multiverse, ending up in a different one, and uh, she chases him through that. finds it finds a doppelganger of, of that universe takes over. As soon as the kids arrive, you hear the Wonder Vision theme in the background, the slight little play there, and uh, yeah, it starts to start basically for Doctor Strange. They start falling through the multiverse. I need to see that again, and obviously, as soon as that becomes available on digital DVD, you can start pausing to see all those different universes and actually what they showed us because. There's, there's just, it's so quick to take in. I mean, it looked like obviously we had the animation one. We had what looked like Savage Land. It could just be dinosaurs, but it could be Savage Land. There's so many things that we've seen through there. Yeah, there was a paint one. I saw it and I swear to you, I feel like it was Marvel Noir. Oh, really? One of them where they went through and it was just like it was black and white. And I know initially, you know, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just black and white. You should just think that. But I was looking and I was like, I've seen that before. That's not, that's, that's mm-hmm. Marvel Noir. <laughs> to, to clarify, for those who don't know, Marvel Noir is like they basically did a version of basically what would happen if the Marvel characters kind of originated in the kind of mm-hmm. film noir type world. It's black and white. You know, Spider Man mm-hmm. is the is the Spider Man from um Spider-Verse, where it's voiced by Nicolas Cage, where he's got the, you know, the fedora and the trench coat. That that world. So, yeah, I was like, mm, that's Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so we have, then obviously we have the, the cameo uh, from Bruce, um, where he's the um, guy selling the pizza dough balls and also pay, and he ends up punching himself right until the end credits uh, for three weeks. I think he said the spell was going to last for, you know, a nice little throw in, you know, basically Sam Ramia says, basically when he call, when he has a movie, he calls up Bruce and he's like, uh, I've got a movie. He's just like, when do you need me? He's just like, he's just there. There's no questions. He does mm-hmm. want it. He, you know, he just wants to be a part of that, which I think is a brilliant relationship. Um, and then obviously we have a uh, Dr. Strange. He goes to the sanctum in their new universe, which they've dropped into, which we later find to be earth eight, three, eight. 
Um, he sees that Doctor Strange is dead. There's a statue, and the Sorcerer Supreme is Carl Mordo, who seems great. He seems like a friend. And then we get the switch again, where he's actually, nah, I don't really trust you, and he poisons their tea. And we he takes them to the basically, I think it may be the Baxter yeah, it building, is. which the is Baxter maybe where it's referred to. The, the Baxter Baxter Foundation. Exactly. And uh, so then we get to see um, him seeing his alternate uh, love interest, you know, and she's a, she's very aware of the multiverse. And I did like that part of the Doctor Strange. It felt, there's very much a lot of it taken from the what if, where he keeps trying to recapture uh, Christy, you know, in terms of uh, keeping her in his life and being the one. And obviously then we come up to the Illuminati. So there was a huge amount of speculation going into this about who was going to be a part of it. Um, the only one that we are pretty sure of was um, Xavier, who actually is the last one to be revealed in mm-hmm. there, um, uh, because we see obviously the voice of uh, uh, Patrick Stewart in the sh- in the trailer, and then one of the TV spots later on, we see him in his mm-hmm. chair, which we'll come on to. Um, but then we start seeing the other parts of the uh, Illuminati. So one of them is uh, Mordo, who's the Sorcerer Supreme, and then we have Captain Carter, who yeah, Haley Atwell, she's back. Look just like she did her counterpart from What mm-hmm. If, which she voiced as well, which is fantastic. Um, a big surprise for me was Anson Mount as uh, Black Bolt, um, you know, in his in his gear and his costume, reprising the role. And um, we did see him in, in the series Inhumans. Uh, not a lot of people have seen that. Um, it's not had the greatest reviews. I enjoyed it for what it was at the time, but I think you know now we've been quite spoiled. I think if you go back and watch it now, it may not feel fantastic. But at the time didn't really have an issue with it uh, but it was great to see him there because oh, obviously if you're aware of the character and the powers you uh where the character and that show you're aware of what his powers can do um then we get our new uh captain marvel uh which is um maria rambo Mar- yeah and uh you know that's very much going to play in the uh the marvel's tv series um so miss marvel tv series she's going to appear in there and then obviously it's going to happen in uh the marvel's uh, sequel to uh, captain marvel so we kind of got that there was loads of speculation going into this where the people trying to do freeze frames and stuff saying this was like superior iron man that um robert downey jr might be back or it might even be a variant of him and it was going to be played by tom cruise there was all sorts of nonsense going on but no it's monica rambo captain marvel um and then for me the biggest surprise in this movie and i i shouted out in the screen with this we get mr fantastic john krasinski show up oh my god i i had no idea this was going to happen I hadn't seen any leaks. I'd seen nothing about this. Some of you listeners may be out there. Maybe you've seen it. Let me know if you kind of knew it going in. There was speculation, but man, seeing him up on the screen like that, that warmed my heart. I figured, Neil, you are a huge Fantastic Four fan. Tell me, tell me how you. Let's say right now. I I must. I must clarify this, right? I say. Right, I I do I I have a strong issue with people talking in the cinema, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like you know be quiet. Like I don't mind if you're like, oh my god, or you know you feel a little shock, or like if you have to, if someone's like, what was that? You're like it's that, okay. Mm-hmm. But don't mm-hmm. be having no full on conversation. You know, to be blunt, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> but my god, when this moment happened, when he just. <laughs> materialized, teleported, whatever, in. Yeah. And he was like, Reed Richards. 
I shouted out, fuck yes. I, 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 I may have made mention once or twice that Fantastic Four is my favorite comic book. Mm-hmm. Once or twice. And damn, when I say I have been waiting a very long time to see an MCU Fantastic Four. And, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, for for the strong listeners, go back. I think it's episode three or, or two. We did creative control on the Fantastic Four. John Krasinski was one of my man. He was one of my reads. I think he was all... Yeah, he was one of yeah. my... He's my top choice. He was. Uh, it was actually episode three. This was back in November 2020. Mm-hmm. And we probably, felt, we probably actually recorded that a couple of months yeah. prior because um, we recorded quite a few episodes before we started the launch. So we were probably talking maybe maybe July, mm-hmm. August time in 2020, where we were casting this. And he was a lot of people's number one picks. I think he has yeah. been for a lot of people interested in the MCU. <clears throat> you know, he was almost uh, Captain mm-hmm. America, but it didn't work out. But he just seemed to have the right age, uh, the right experience and everything. And yeah, to see it actually happen and not have it teased previously, not be in the trailers, mm-hmm not him being on the red carpet. Because the thing is, when they did the red carpet event, Hayley Atwell was there. Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. was there. So you knew these people were going to be in it because you saw them there. And obviously we saw Captain Carter's shield in the yeah. trailer and stuff like that. There was a hint of the poster. So there was these, but this was just our left field. Sasha, what was your thought of uh, seeing uh, Mr. the same as you guys, man. I mean, like, here's the thing. It's like, I thought, mm-hmm. I knew that Fantastic was going to be in it. If you're going to bring the Illuminati, they're going to bring in him. But I thought, because of the way of Spider-Verse was and mm-hmm. stuff, I thought maybe we'd get, is it Ian Gifford? Gifford? Joan Gifford? Ian Gifford? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. we were going to get that guy or like, you know, a pre, or a previous, probably not Miles Teller, but I was, I was hoping we'd get that guy from those films. Not mm-hmm. that I'm a fan of those films, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. thought, if we're dealing with multiverse, it'd be a cool little nod, you know, to what's gone before, kind of like the Spider-Man mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But yes. when they cast, um, What's his name? Ka- Jakansky? John Krasinski. John, John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. Him. Yeah, that guy. I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, the, the fans really have spoken and Disney, Marvel have listened. Mm. I was, that was it. Now I'm like, mm. come on, man. You cannot tell me that Emily Blunt is not going to be Invisible Woman now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know what she said. I know what she said, but come on, man. It's like John, man. Like, convince your wife, bro. Convince your wife. In fact, while you're at it... Yeah, I mean, she was almost black. She was almost black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, in the meantime, with uh, John Watt stepping down, what's to say that my man might be the director? I'm just putting it out there. I don't know whether that would happen. That's just that, speculation. Yeah, that's true. He's not directing the next... He's not place, directing so... the next Quiet Place. No, so... And... No. and his, his schedule is there, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't have an issue with that because I love what he's done yeah. with the Quiet Place uh, one and two. I think he's a super talented um, as w- in front of the camera as well as behind the camera, you know. So, um, and I love uh, when you see sort of the interviews and the making of like his passion mm. for it. Um, th- you know, there's something to be said about him doing that. Maybe he might even get some producer credits alongside it, you know. But maybe he might just be like, you know what, I'll act in it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You know, because you know. For the Fantastic Four, you'd imagine they could be signing him up to a three, five, six picture mm. deal. Um, so it may just be a case of that's it, and I'll just I'll just do the acting part, 
and then he can go off and do his own projects and do his own mm-hmm. small other bits as a as a director or producer. So, but we'll see. Um, and then obviously, Patrick Stewart, Graystar screens in the X Men nineteen ninety seven cartoon chair with the theme and the suits from the TV show <laughs> and the suits, everything see, lifted straight see, from bro, that. When that theme wow. tune came, I was just like, I was, oh my oh. god, man. It was it was so good. It was so good. It was a lot <laughs> yeah. within about three yeah. minutes. We got a lot of information in three minutes. It was just like I'm still saying John Krasinski, and then I hit the yeah. tune before he even hits the screen. I'm just like, oh shit, <laughs> this is amazing. And uh, I yeah, wish, just, just I wish, and obviously they kept that under wraps. Gone. I really wish they'd kept. Like I didn't mind seeing the Illuminati shot where you couldn't see them, mm-hmm. but I wish they'd mm-hmm. never. The mm-hmm. voice for everyone to speculate about Patrick Stewart. I wish, yeah, yeah. I wish so yeah. badly they kept that lock and key because, like, it, it still impacted because mm-hmm. of the theme song, okay, and the and the mm-hmm. chair and the chair. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, if they because yeah. here's the thing, right? Okay, like, are they going to go with Patrick Stewart for X Men or are they not? I don't know. It's because it's an alternative universe. They could still do anything, but I'm I'm sorry, man. Like the way I see mm-hmm. it is, yeah. If you can do X Men straight up, like I still stand by my opinion. Like set in the eighties, keep McAvoy and Co. Get rid of a few of those shit films, like Top Phoenix and uh, what was it, mm-hmm. Apocalypse? Maybe mm-hmm. actually, I think they can recover from that. Actually, no, fuck it, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck it. He's Moon Knight, so he can go. Um, just continue <laughs> it off. Days of Future Past, Days of Future Past, bro. Have that way. If you're doing it from Days of Future Past, you can recast Cyclops, Jean Grey, all of the main X Men, set them in the 80s, have it link with fucking mm-hmm. um, Ant Man, have Michael Douglas de aged and fucking, you know, Shield, mm-hmm. get Hayley Atwell, Shield, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of shit. And then have it in the 80s, have X Men be kind of separate from the main MCU kind of thing. That way we can have them in their classic outfits and just mm-hmm. doing X Men things and have Fassbender mm-hmm. being glorious again. And then if they want to do like X Men in the current mm-hmm. modern day shit, cameos, bitch. Halle Berry comes in Black Panther. Patrick Stewart yeah. comes in, and if they want to do X Men versus Avengers, they could do X Men versus Avengers with the OG cast and have James Marsden yeah. just fucking kill off fucking Xavier and just like fucking um, be fucking Dark Phoenix, fucking Cyclops. <laughs> I'm I'm game. I'm game for that movie. X Men versus <laughs> Avengers. Do it. I want it. Just just when Marvel do their X Men movies, just don't center it around Wolverine, man. Just have just have Hugh Jackman just cameo nah, and just do nah. walk ons from now on. And that's it. I'm good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to get the six pack out. <laughs> Hell, my man doesn't even have to work out, man. Just fuck it. Fuck off Wolverine, man. We've had 20 years of Wolverine. We're done. You know what I mean? Let's reshuffle. I can't wait for fucking Deadpool now. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. thing, that's the thing <laughs> yeah. with, the, um, with the multiverse now. It's like, say, anything's possible, isn't it? Yeah. You could have the X Men come and then have X Men versus Avengers in one universe. And yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Back, back to exactly. normal in another universe. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did establish that the Earth that we're watching is Earth 616, which is a central universe, which is strange because Mysterio in Far From Home referred to Earth as 616. It's like, but he didn't even, how did he know about Earth 616? How did he know about the multiverse numbers? 
Do you know what I mean? That that's kind of strange, but mm. it, it's just going to be a throwaway thing because she was trying Shield to distract us. He knew. was from another Fury, universe, but anyway. Fury knew he told him. Before but yeah, it's Fury, Fury, Fury probably everything. told him. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's all in his iPad. Well, it wasn't even Fury; it was the yeah. scroll. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> Because the scrolls, so they're probably the scroll news. Yeah, scroll, scroll <laughs> exactly. Is this is spaceship? <laughs> yeah, uh, spaceship, spaceship. Like spaceship. It's comic yeah. shit, multiverse <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, so and obviously, then obviously, what we have then is uh, Wanda break into the, the facility as she wiped the Illuminati out. Well, the way she took out Black Bolt, oh my lord! It's, what you know, he could he could take you out with um, you know one breath. It's like with from his mouth. What mouth? And he screams, and he screams because of the panic, and he blows his own head. He oh my I, days. In my head, while I was watching it, I thought he was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? I thought he was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Boom. Yeah. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's boom, gone. And then, you know, just then obviously Mr. Fantastic just like shredded him. He was gone, out of done. Mm-hmm. And then she's fine. Obviously, Ca- Captain Carter getting sliced with the shield. Oh my. This is Rami on point, man. That's like we didn't expect this kind of carnage, and this is a lot darker tone. Rami turned her into fucking the T one thousand, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She yeah. just decimating everyone. In Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets the limp, and she starts limping and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like a chase thing, and it's a real horror thing at this point, you know. And it's just getting mental. Um, yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, that whole thing was just. So unexpected. Obviously, we saw Ultron robots in that universe as well, uh, and what that uh, sort of that what that means for the franchise. Mm. But yeah, just kind of just kind of crazy with Illuminati, and obviously it opens it up. We know that we're going to get a Fantastic Four movie, so we'll see what happens there. But um, um, oh, what's some other things to mention? Um, Can we talk about Xavier's death? Can we not just bluff over for that? Oh <laughs> yes, yes, Xavier's death. So he tries to help one die. He enters her mind. Um, it we come through is sort of like it looks like the rubble. Uh, it's like it's like a rubble piece, and Wanda's Wanda is kind yeah. of trapped underneath, and he it's says to her, "I think that house. you know, Scarlet Witch is kind. Yes, that's it. You know, it's kind of linking straight back to that war torn, um, Scovia or whatever it was, um, mm-hmm. Scovia. And you know, it's um, you know, she's trying to read, she's trying to pull her out, and basically this mist just comes behind, and she jumps out of the mist and just snaps his neck, and it was like. It's, it's it's like every time we see Xavier now he dies. We saw him in X three and now we see him and he just dies. <laughs> it's just like he's it, just, it's just X3. like that. I did not. That expect character's that. died more times than yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's his thing now. He just die in each variation of him. But yeah, the, that that horror bit and the anticipation because you saw the cloud, you didn't know what's going to happen. Where she was going to manipulate mm-hmm. his mind, but she literally snapped his neck in his mind and just took it. Oh damn. That was mental. Yeah, that was great. Um, that that was crazy. That was crazy. Um, then we obviously have uh, him going to see his other version of uh, Doctor Strange. Um, in terms of, I don't know, was it the eight three eight? No, because I think it was another universe they were kind of mm. popped into, and um, he fights himself. Now, what did you guys think of the the music fight in that scene? Because when I watched it, I really dug it, but so many people thought. Now nah, that's really cheesy. That's like um, Spider Man Three and Spider Man dancing. I didn't feel that watching it at I all. I didn't mind it exactly. I really enjoyed that because I was hearing it and I was like, "That's really unique. That is, that is something different." What did you guys make of that? 
Well, Beth liked it because it has a harp in it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the final. It's the final bit. The final note is that. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't I didn't have a problem. I thought it was all right. People I like to complain. Fuck those people. Where, where it needed to be, right? And mm-hmm. more, even more so than just simply being on par for what it was, I think it was mm-hmm. that. Um, it was. Yeah, especially for being on par from that, um, it was just inventive. It was inventive because it's like you're taking mm-hmm. what's right around you and you're utilizing it. And, you know, I mean, because it's just music notes floating in the air. He could have just, you know, pushed them away from him. He could have mm-hmm. turned them to dust. He could have turned them into mm-hmm. razor blades and thrown them. Mm-hmm. No, he used magic to take the notes and make them weapons. Yeah, I say he yeah. used magic shit. Um, it's magic. We forget, obviously, the one. <laughs> yeah, use magic shit. Um, we forget the one. One defines the temple that's just kind of designated to her, and that's very much in the comics where the kind of wonder is created. Um, so again, you know, directly reference. Look, this gets no wrong. This is very much about House <laughs> of M. You know, wonder going out for her children. I was anticipating whether something was going to happen where she sort of like brought in yeah. mutants. Or said, you know, let there be mutants or no more, you know, something about that. It didn't quite happen. Obviously, she brings the temple down on herself. Do we believe that she's dead nah. in this nah. uh, six months? Nobody, no dead. You saw a little, you yeah, saw her I'd magic agree. go where things were crumbling. Uh, so, you know, maybe she's yeah. zoom, zoom out of there, man. Mm-hmm. All, all it takes is like mm-hmm. the flash. She's such a good character. Yeah. You, you can't kill that character character off. She played it so well. I mean, Look, she was, she, yeah. if they're going to bring X-Men into MCU, they're going to keep her, man. <laughs> they're going to keep her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, what about Zombie zombie Strange? That's awesome. Know? Classic <laughs> Rami. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Rami. Say right. Yeah. I like the fact that the trailers made it look like Zombie Strange was a was the villain of the piece. They made mm-hmm. it look yeah. like he was going to yeah. be the villain of the piece. Because, like, after watching the film, because, you know, I watched it yesterday, so I watched, like, the main trailer again. And when I was watching it, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it looks, just judging from the film, it looks like, oh, Wanda's gonna gonna toe the line between hero and villain maybe mm-hmm. you know she's like you know mm-hmm. she's got legitimate reasons to be bad but she'll turn good mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. you know dead zombie doctor strange is going to be the you know zombie doctor strange is going to be the villain he's the villain of the piece you know and the thing is because multiple times they kept saying oh the greatest threat to the multiverse is you Doctor Strange, you yeah, so strange, thinking, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it's going to be. And then when it turned out, no, he just reanimated his own corpse. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you rewatch the trailer, because I haven't actually mm. done that yet, doesn't it seem like Mordor introduces Doctor yes. Strange to that other mm-hmm. variant? Even more than that. Yeah, it does, right? And then he's like, things just got interesting. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, so yeah, so that all that is just fake. No, out. well, the, here's the thing is there is. I saw a post and it said that there's about 30 minutes of deleted scenes. Mm. I have mm. no idea if yeah. that is legitimate or true or real or not. Mm-hmm. But judging from watching the trailer, I know, you know, ever since um, Iron Man 2, there have always mm-hmm. been clips in Marvel films 
which yeah. or clips in the trailers that don't turn up in the films. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that said, some of the dialogue does lead the story down a different path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's interesting. Uh, Lee, what were your thoughts on uh, zombie, uh, zombie strange? Yeah. So it was a, it was a great, yeah, it was great how uh, how it was done. I mean, I say the whole thing really, just obviously because obviously magic, and like you say, how do you create all of the spells and the world in the multiverse? Can I mean it's to try and keep up and direct all that. They've done an amazing job with mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, when when he yeah, Zombie Strange when he started breaking, you know, <laughs> when he said, I can't remember obviously the exact words, but he said. Um, Something in the book doesn't say, or so she didn't say something about. Um, I had to be alive. Or I had oh to be yeah, in person. Yeah, and then yeah. Oh, straight away you went. Yeah. Oh, I know what's gonna happen here. And it was like, yeah, yeah. Classic Rami shot yeah, hand through like, the rubble yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and that was it. It was just like, oh, that's great. And then you say with all the, the demons and that, then oh, and he's flying across like a Batman moment. It's just like. Yeah, no, it was really cool. I have to say, yeah, that, that was brilliant. That was, really enjoyed that. Um, and so, like, obviously, we get the close out of the movie. Yeah, where you said Wanda goes come through some kind of redemption. She realizes kind of what's happened. Um, but obviously, what happens is Chavez realizes she can use her powers. She says to Wanda, "I'm going to give you what you want." She throws her in with her alternate self in that universe, and her kids are afraid of her. And she suddenly realizes what she's become because of the reaction of her kids. Um, and I thought that was really nice because, again, we saw kind of the trailer with them two interacting with each other, but we didn't quite know what it meant. I just thought, I thought Wanda had a fantastic arc in this story because it could have been switched to bad or good very easily, but the reasons and why I think were really dealt really well. A lot of people criticized criticize the dialogue of this movie and the script. <clears throat> I didn't have any issues with it at all. Um, I don't understand anybody who didn't you know, enjoy it. I just, I just don't get you it. You know what I don't get? Granted, art is art, and, you know, if you're watching a film, you want to see the best film possible. Mm -hmm. But if you're watching a movie in which... Let me clarify this. You're watching a movie in which a former surgeon, who is now a sorcerer, reanimates a variant version of his own corpse. (laughs) Right? You're watching a movie in which they travel to multiple different dimensions, including paint, one that is there made of paint. You're watching a world in which you see a man who is paralyzed, but has the greatest mind in the world sitting in a floating yellow chair. And another man who can stretch any part of his body any way he wants. And Dialogue is where you take issue. <laughs> issue, yeah. You in the wrong <laughs> film, right? I agree. Um, I, I thought they dealt with all the exp- explanations really, really yeah. well. Um, but anyway, so obviously then we got some of the post-credit scenes, and uh, one of them is uh, when he was fighting his uh, variant, um, he produced a third eye. And obviously we see Doctor Strange then uh, come out with a third eye in the first post-credit scene. Um, whether it's third eye or mind's eye, that is something from the comics as well. Uh, that is something that has existed. And it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, I think even a third eye of what if in the, in the <coughs> Doctor Strange episode. 
Um, but we don't know necessarily what that means. You know, is it a manifestation of the eye of Agamotto, which was destroyed? Uh, what kind of extra abilities does he give him to see? Um, it's yet to be established, but, um, we obviously see that and it breaks out. And then we go to the next post credit scene where he seems quite comfortable that he has a third eye. Um, but, um, we then get to see, um, yeah, it was. It was very One much minute it's like within. you think, oh, they've left it like that, and then next thing you know, he's walking along. But again, he's, he's just walking down the street again. Exactly, it could be a um, different version. Nice. Yeah, and then then we get something which, again, if you are not a comic book reader, you won't know. We get uh, Clea uh, show up, and she's played by Charlize Theron. Um, she comes, seems to be coming out of a portal. When you look behind, it's very much like Dormammu from the first movie in space, yeah. all the colors and everything like that. And um, she's like, yeah come on, we need to go do some shit. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's jump on board. So if you don't know who Clea is, basically she is, yeah, from another uh, sort of like another universe. And she, her and Strange basically end up falling in love um, and they actually get married. Um, he eventually has to lose her by doing a deal with... Um, Mephisto? Oh, who does he do a deal with? Mephisto. That she forget or she forgets all about it, or he forgets about her, or something like that. And uh, then eventually, she takes up the mantle of Doctor Strange. She changes her last name to Strange. Um, she becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, so, I think we're, obviously this is going to be his new love interest. You know, like Chrissy thing is done. You know, he's moved on from that. This will be the new love interest. Whether she's, she, I mean, she might appear in that Man of the Wasp. You know, because they're dealing with Quantum Mania and something mm-hmm. like that. Whether it's going to be part of Doctor Strange three. Um, but, you know, eventually she could be the person who takes over from Cumberbatch as a Sorcerer Supreme, mm-hmm. as we've seen, like, with um, the Falcon and, you know, Captain America and stuff like that. But it's very much something, if you don't know, wasn't aware of her in the comics, you're probably walking out there going, what the hell is that? And hopefully we've given you, <laughs> you, know given you an idea gonna, of what that's I'm about. Gonna, I'm going to say something, right? When I, when I watched the film and she turns up, the mm-hmm. first thing I thought was not clear. I don't know if it's because okay. I was just too wrapped up in everything I'd seen and cameos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lilandra! Lilandra! <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it was like, it took me a second of like, no headdress. The eyes are different. And I was like, no, it's not. It's someone. No. <laughs> Who, would Who would you cast <laughs> as some um, next person? Who would you cast as Gladiator? I read. Sorry. Who would I cast as Gladiator? Yeah. Honestly, I, get... I mean, he's like the the first person who comes to mind for Gladiator. I know people would want this person for a, a completely different role, a better role, a more kind of like meatier role. But for me, the, the, when I think of, of Gladiator, I think of The Rock. Really? I think Green Johnson for Gladiator. Uh, yeah, no, no. I can't Black Adam there. I can't have Black Adam there. No. I know, but, you know, it's like, it's someone who's big. I basically, I'm like, uh, when you, when I think of Gladiator, and maybe this is just the comic nerd in me who knows too much, yeah. and is, you know, just, you know, verbal diarrhea. But I'm like, all right, so Gladiator is a person who pretty much can't be beaten by anybody. As long as he feels that he is that guy, he is that guy, and he will beat Ooh. the shit out of anyone. Who better to pick than the, unless you're the guy in Hollywood? Huh? Unless you're Cannonball. See? Unless you're yeah, Cannonball. But I, <laughs> no, I said, yeah. 
But what oh, yeah. I'm saying is like, you know, it's who better to have when you when you want to portray that persona, who better to have than probably the guy in Hollywood who could theoretically beat the shit out of pretty much anyone else in Hollywood. Not Henry not Henry Cavill? Mm-hmm. Nah, I got it. I, like nah. he he he's, he's deserving of a role that has that he's in the title. Yeah. Um. So, in terms of what Clea says, it's basically you've created an incursion. Mm. What uh, what did that mean to you guys in terms of the MCU going forward? I think that possibly she might blame strange for what the other strange did okay right or he he has actually caused an incursion somewhere i mean look mm-hmm. one thing that is that did quite annoy me in the trailers for doctor strange you got modo saying um your desecration of the multiverse can't go unpunished right and when mm-hmm. I think about that, I, I, for me, I, you know, maybe the trailer was leading me to believe that I was heavily thinking about No Way Home, and I was mm-hmm. thinking, okay, you've done some like what you did for No Way Home by that spell you created, and all the, and maybe even the first spell to try and make everyone forget Peter Parker as Spider Man. By doing that spell, you caused damage somewhere. And Modo, Modo knows mm-hmm. it and is, you know, doing what he's doing because of it. And that's why, you know, you get arrested by the Illuminati and whatnot. But that mm-hmm. sentence mm-hmm. and segment wasn't in the film. So when it was, she was like, oh, you've caused an incursion. I was just like, did he? Where? When? Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's going to lead. So maybe it's going to lead into the secret wars. Because they got that, they've blatantly got that coming up next, and oh, yeah. with all the stuff with that's, the trials. That's exactly. And stuff. I think that's what the name. So got a TV show mm. coming with Nick yeah. Fury and um, the guy that's the skull. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so for, for, for the non-comic book readers, basically, an incursion is when one reality crashes into another, and it kind of either destroys one or both. Um, so. That is very much a plot point of the multiverse and stuff like that. So I think it's very much name drop because we're going to have uh, a man of the wasp with quantum mania. So they're going to be dealing with the quantum realm and, you know, multi, you know, potentially multiverse there as well. We've got secret invasion, um, which I think ultimately is going to lead up to secret wars, mm-hmm. which is going to be the end game uh, equivalent. So, well, that's um, just it. The secret wars is basically accumulation of these different multiverses coming together. Um, so that is where I can see where they're headed in the next seven years or well, something that's like just that. It. I, mean, I just like have a thought. The... X-Men will come into that somewhere as well. Mm. Well, yeah. One yeah. second. I, I just have a thought, right? I just have a thought. This is completely a wild thought, but the only kind of incursion that I could think of that we have technically seen, and it's a very small incursion, not a massive one, not a major one, would be the end of Morbius having MCU's uh, Vulture in that world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's linked. <laughs> I honestly don't think that's linked I mean, at all. Yeah, I know. I know. I, know. That's why I, said it's I just think that's left field. But, but, but that, that, that could be, that could, you know what, you know what, throw it in there because that could be a, that could be a get out of jail card free 
for Sony to sort their shit out. But mm. like, you're, you're gi- Sony, you yeah. are giving them way so too much credit. Surely the incursion <laughs> is. Yeah, I know, I know. Like the incursion <laughs> probably did, like you said, is lining up to Secret Wars. But mm-hmm. I think it's just the fact that it's the only it's the only thing that could come to mind because it's the only one where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what have I seen? This, 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 and no, no, no incursion, no incursion. That could be an incursion. That, that's it. Yeah. I mean, the only the only thing that could be an incursion is obviously he killed his alternate person to get the the Darkhold. Mm-hmm. So he's killed another version of Doctor Strange in another mm-hmm. universe. So whether that counts as an incursion, but mm-hmm. that universe seems to be on its way out anyway. But maybe that final thing, maybe Doctor Strange was holding that universe together because it was just debris well, actually, and like dead yeah. wasteland. And then that has just collapsed on itself now after he's taken mm-hmm. him out. So maybe that's where the first incursion Well, actually, when you put it like that, there is, you know, the kind of whirling tornado that was outside the window? Yeah. That did dramatically mm-hmm. change during their little scuffle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think we've we've gone through most of the plot points. Um, obviously, the very final end credit, we have uh, Bruce Campbell come back, hitting himself in the face, and eventually... It's, like, stopped. it's over! It's over! <laughs> It's over. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, a lot of people were pissed that they waited that long to see that, but I thought mm-hmm. that was funny. I was just like, nah, I don't... It's like, you don't need to leave the very end one as another plot point. We just need to plot point moving mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. You know, just have a little bit of fun. <laughs> you know what end. that was for me? That was the... I had the same feeling as when I watched Homecoming, and it's the... Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America mm-hmm. one at the end. Yeah, yeah, right at the end, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, you got to have some fun with these because, you know, you can't you can't make it a serious one, everyone. You've got to troll those fans a little sometimes. Um, but look, I mean, for me, what I want to see now is, look, go, if you have listened to this podcast, if you haven't, go back and watch episode three where we talk about the Fantastic Four in the MCU. We talk about how we'd introduce them and how we'd cast them. My premise is still available, I think, for the 616. So basically, uh, my idea was that the Baxter Foundation is a, like a secret foundation. The Mr. Uh, Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm and stuff, they were all part of um, a project for the Baxters where they were trying to compete with the space race back in the 60s. Um, then they launched a rocket, um, but it got taken into a wormhole. They've been off planet. They've been out somewhere. And now they come back in a modern he time. Even mentioned and now that. you've got Mr. Fantastic. That is actually something he said, mentioned I, in, the, in Doctor Strange. Because he says something like, didn't you guys blow up in the 60s or something happened in the Mm. 60s? I don't know if he's referring to like the Beatles and the Fab Mm. Four and like the Fantastic Uh Four or whether that might be something to do with what happened in that. I took it as a storyline, but later I'm thinking, well, maybe it was a Beatles Mm. reference. I don't know. But um, yeah, that is the storyline. It could be be, be my I'm going to be hitting up on Marvel on Twitter now and say, yo, have you watched my episode? No, I'd be um, I'd be calling calling your lawyer. (laughs) Hell no, Kevin Feige. I think I gave it for free. I think I gave it for free in the episode. I said, if you're listening, just take it. I'm going to say it right now so it's well documented. Sir, Kevin Feige, anything that comes out of my mouth related to Marvel and what you are doing, if you like it, take it. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I'll sit back and enjoy it. I don't need to get paid. Take it, it's yours. All right. Okay. Let's get let's go around the room and get our final scores for uh, what I kind of want to hear is your score on it and where you currently think it sits in your phase four ranking based on the movies and TV series and everything we've had so far. So, Lee, what score are you giving uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? 
uh, I give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And yeah, I guess it kind of sit with you. Is it lower than you know Spider Man? Is it higher than Shang Chi and Eternals? Where does it sit with you? Oh, it's hard to tell to us. It's a bit. It's a level peg at the moment. There's not one like mm-hmm. that's really. I mean, No Way Home was yeah, it was probably well up there. Like I say, it's probably a. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what score I gave it now. It's either nine and a half or ten, or whatever. But so mm-hmm. it's it's not really going to top that for me. But then I'm a, I do like Spider Man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, an A is definitely yeah top tier at the moment for me. Yeah, cool. Sasha, what are your thoughts? What's your final score, and where does it sit for you? Seven. And uh, where does it sit? Probably mm-hmm. three or four. Yeah, probably okay. three or four. So three or four in terms of from from the top. Yeah. Okay. So I think Sasha originally, like you said, he has it an eight, but he dropped it a point down to seven based on the fact of the impact that Wonder Vision has on the show and how much you need to see that series to get to the film. So that's kind of where he's sitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil, what's your what's your score and where's it set in phase four for you? All right, I, I'm gonna put it out right. Before I watched the film, it's the first time I've ever done it. I ranked it as I gave it an eight point five before I'd seen it because based on what you've no, seen from the trailer, a, a friend of mine had watched this, and this is someone whose opinion I value highly. Okay. Yes, Chris, I value mm-hmm. your opinion highly in in with films. <laughs> He was like, this movie is amazing. It's easily top five in my my MCU total films ever. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. okay. I'll, I'll put it as 8.5 and we'll see how high or low we get. Mm-hmm. When I saw Reed Richards, it went to 9.5. <laughs> yeah. When Reed Richards died, it lowered. <laughs> it went to about a three. <laughs> stayed there for like 20 minutes but then now that the whole film was finished I am going to crack, I'm going to bend my own scoring system a little it's going to get an 8.7 mm-hmm. it's not quite a 9 okay. but mm-hmm. I feel like an 8 or an 8.5 would be undervaluing the, that film I think this film is okay. for me I would have liked to have... Go on. sorry, sorry now I was like, I would like to have seen a little few more moves from uh, from Reed Richards. Yeah, yeah, just just a few more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, and I think I think a lot of you know, it kind of makes sense now that we've seen Reed Richards in the movie. Why they've changed Miss Marvel's powers um, in the TV show because mm. um, they're very similar to Reed Richards. But um, but yeah, I think you know he did a few stretches and stuff. Like it kind of just gives you enough, but I can see why yeah. he it gives you enough to more, but, can remember um, who he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so for me, for me, I went with an eight point five. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my gut feeling when I came out of the movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's a fast-paced film, you know. It's just over two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing dragged for me. Uh, I thought the effects were fantastic. I mean, we didn't even talk about the battle in New York with uh, what's the monster at the beginning? Um, Shimagora. Oh, um, mm. Shimagora. Yeah, um, didn't even touch on that. You know. You know, it, it was just a fun movie throughout. I thought the performances were great. I thought Elizabeth Olsen was fantastic um, as Wanda. I thought she was brilliant. Um, the cameos really delivered for me. I love the Illuminati bit. I love the deaths more than anything because it wasn't just a case of they're here and now they disappeared. They all just got murked. And the power that Scarlet Witch was given 
um yeah just uh, i thought the score danny elfman i thought did a fantastic job with the music um yeah so 8.5 for me where it sits in phase four it probably sits right under no way home i think it's probably the next best thing that i've seen um after endgame you know i've enjoyed some of the tv shows and stuff like that i did enjoy shang chi but i thought the final act just went a bit too big and brass for me um eternals i thought was really good but yeah i just got so much more enjoyment out of this film um than i have and uh you know i think especially i've seen morbius uh, <laughs> maybe i enjoyed it a little bit more uh but yeah no i i really really enjoyed this movie and i would say if you can see it on a big the biggest screen you can like an imax screen i think it's yes. it's, it's fantastic i really i watched it in 3d and i really enjoyed the 3d i thought um some of it was really really good mm. um so I, i'd like to see it in 2d 2d next to kind of compare well, it but um, yeah, but we'll have to see. I mean, I saw it in 2D. I, in fact, like mm-hmm. I, I will point out, I will say, I will state this: I watched it in regular 2D. I didn't watch it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it in 3D, right? Mm-hmm. And I genuinely do wish that I'd at least chosen IMAX. Maybe not 3D because I, mm-hmm. I just dislike 3D. Mm-hmm. But I do genuinely wish I'd seen it in IMAX because there were moments in that film that mm-hmm. deserved to be seen at the highest level of quality that you can see a film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, when we booked the tickets originally, it was either IMAX 3D or standard 2D. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just a case, I'm going to take the 3D because I want to see an IMAX. Yeah. Eventually we'll be able to see an IMAX in 2D. But yeah, on, on the first day, that was kind of the only options, that, which is why I went for the 3D. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it because I enjoyed the 3D. The 3D so, still looks crystal clear. It's just, I think yeah. 3D struggles with the motion, though. The motion is going a little bit mm-hmm. distorted. Well, that's um, that's mm-hmm. the case yeah. of the conversion. That's the difference of filming something with a... Yeah, it's the difference of filming with a 3D camera, something like Avatar, as opposed to someone who's converted yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, I, I was really gutted, actually, they didn't show the Avatar 2 trailer. They did. Because I expected that to be on the front of it. Oh, we they did. did. I saw the Avatar 2 Not on us. What? We didn't, we didn't get, get it. it. I did. <laughs> wow. I got Thor 2. I got oh, oh, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. I got... um. Really? Two? I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> we wow. didn't get either of those. Yeah, we, we, got Top Gun. Was, we got Top Gun. We just got Top Gun. Yeah. We yeah, got we got one trailer. trailer. It was like one trailer. I got like a, wow. like a different Top Gun trailer. Uh, like not the one I... We got the same one that's been on TV. No, it yeah. wasn't the one we got the same one like that's on, been on YouTube and stuff. It was right, a different okay. trailer that I'd seen there. I got four and I got um, Jurassic Park. And I got Avatar 2. Oh, damn. damn. Okay. Wow. Okay. What do you think of Avatar 2 trailer? Um, <laughs> five years too late. Fair enough. I mean, right. you know what? It, the, the, um, the, the, the thing is, the trailer I saw, it... But it, you didn't watch it in it, 3D, did it you? Looks... No, I didn't watch the film in 3D. So, okay, yeah, my trailer what... wasn't in 3D. Yeah, that's what everyone's banging on about. They're talking about the 3D more than anything about that trailer in terms of how the shots are combined. Okay, yeah, cause... But that's a whole other conversation because mm. I want to see it in mm. 3D before I can even judge that trailer because if that's how the filmmaker intended it, I feel that's the way I need to watch it. But um, mm. again, you're probably right, five years too late. I think 10 years too late personally, but, you know, um, kind of is what it is. Joe, Joe will still be defending it, though, so, you know. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong. I mean, it looked like, oh, there's some interesting points that we're talking. I mean, you know, there were there interesting moments within the trailer that made me say, oh, this is interesting. I want to see this. I can see that there might, there's a possibility of a time jump. 
in when I was watching the trailer because I saw moments and I was like, okay, well that and that involve two the two characters who are you know clearly in different stages of their life, and they're the same character. So there's that. But all in all, it looks you know the world. It looks the same as what you saw in Avatar. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought that was that's what I was probably most afraid of, but we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, let's uh, wrap it up here. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, we've talked about this a lot longer than I thought we would. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate your time today, Jarwin. Um, let us know what you thought of the film. Uh, let us know what were the highlights for you. Were you surprised by these cameos? Were they expected? Were you hoping for something else? Uh, give us your scores in the comments as well. Let us just let us know what you think. Um, City World, you're about to get a tweet right now about what happened to my Avatar trailer. So City um, World, you did me good, man. You ain't getting no tweets. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I need to understand uh, what happened there because I got yeah, they knew exactly. Um, and, I, and I drove and I drove two hours to see this movie <laughs> from Amesbury to Watford, and I didn't get my trailers, so it wasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, but anyway, check out check check out all our latest episodes um, on YouTube mm. um, and obviously any podcast platform you can find if you can help independent podcasters on uh, good pods which is available on ios and android it'd be very much appreciated um but that's it so until next time thank you very much gentlemen peace out peace catch you later later